Right, John. So, back to it. Good to be back. Good to see you again. All yep. that good stuff. Um, so, obviously, in the in the news this week, we've seen a current trending topic with, I would say, a religious leader. Was he a religious leader? Uh, <laughs> a well-known... Yeah, he was a pastor. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. religious leader. Okay, okay. Yeah. And... Um, the religious leader we're talking about in question is TB Joshua. Mm-hmm. And obviously BBC have come out with a three hour documentary yeah. about yeah. him. Um, a lot of allegations about basically malpractice in the church and how he led his ministry, mm-hmm. um, which has sort of led us almost a little bit to this episode, isn't it? Yeah. where we want to just explore, you know, um, how Christians, how us as believers ought to deal and relate with men of God mm. um, because there's so many different things that can come out of it. Obviously, I haven't watched the um, documentary myself. I know you have, mm-hmm. but I've seen others very similar to that where we see a lot of manipulation of people and unfortunately, a lot of people tend to then walk away from the faith. Yeah. Do you get me? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. I suppose my first question for you, John, quite simply... How are we supposed to deal with men of God? How are we supposed to relate with them? Um, I think we have guidance in scripture as to how we're supposed to deal with men of God. Um, So for me, I think first I want to look to uh, Hebrews 13, verse 17. Hebrews 13, 17. Where it says, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls. Mm. As those who will have to give an account, let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. Okay. Um, so there's clearly direction in scripture that we are supposed to submit yeah. and obey mm-hmm. those who have spiritual authority over us. Okay. Right? But there's control to this because end of the day, you know, similarly, even if we say, you know, wives submit unto your husbands, we are not saying in sin. Mm. So if a leader is doing sinful things or doing things that are anti-God or anti-scripture, mm. then we are we have the authority to speak against that. For example, if you have an unbelieving husband yeah. right, and you're a believing wife, yeah. you're still supposed to submit to your yeah. husband. It's just that you won't submit to the degree if he asks you to do something sinful. Okay. Let's say I'm he wanted yep. to do some certain activities that are not godly, yeah. right? Then yeah. you're going to be like, sorry, I want to submit to you, mm. but not on that. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Okay. So there is a restriction okay. as to what you have to submit to. So, so yeah. Sorry, just to clarify that, is what you're saying then that our our obedience to God trumps the obedience to man? 100%. Okay, cool. Yeah. Fine. So, yes, respect your elders, respect those in authority, mm. but hold them to account. Okay. Meaning scripture, let that be your guideline as to what you can hold them to account with respect oh, at the same time. Okay. So I hear some people though, because some people, some of y'all <laughs> like to think, <laughs> sorry, some people like to think that just because the pastor's wrong about something, you're going to go into his office, you're going to be like, rah, rah, you're yeah. wrong about this or yeah. you want to go on social media and say, oh, this pastor, this and pastor, this pastor, and yeah. blast yeah. them, yeah. right? No, control yourself. Yeah. It's, you still need to speak with respect and reverence, mm. right? Because God put them there. Yeah. God allowed for them to be there. Yeah. Right? Um, but yes, boldly mm. say what is wrong that you've seen. So I've got two questions. Um, maybe one statement, then a question. Mm-hmm. Off the back of what you just said, I think mm. First Timothy is a good place to look at. Because I think in First Timothy, so I was looking at it this morning, to be mm-hmm. fair. Um, Paul directing Timothy said to him, sorry, God, I have to bring the Bible in, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
um, basically said to him that there's a way to, um, what's the word? Speak to an elder. Yeah. So he said, First Timothy 5, he says, Do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father. Younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters in mm. all purity. Mm. So I think to back your point, that's what you're saying. Mm. Like, yes, even if there's a, you know, there's a disagreement or something doesn't align with a leader, there's still a way to speak to them. Exactly. You don't just blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And our generation needs to be careful of that because in our freedom, we mm. think we're free onto, onto disrespect. disrespect. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Mm. We think we can just speak as we want to. Ooh. And I think this is something that's probably our culture has probably got it right in terms of the black Pentecostal African church. In the fact that you know we treat in terms the of elder, how we obey the elder. I think in terms of how we we reverence them, like into to a certain degree, to a certain degree, there's things where it goes a bit too far, right? <laughs> but in terms say. of the fact that, for example, in church with the older lady, there's it's encouraged that you treat her as a mother. Mm. You say ah, mommy, okay, you know something. Okay, when you say mommy, we're not saying like kids that like, it's different. Yeah, relax. Um, it's also specific very much to Nigerian culture. I must just make that statement, all right? Because, you know, those Ghanaians, not all of us say mummy like that. If you ain't my oh, mama, oh, you I say, say Oh, you say ma, right? Okay. Or okay. sa. Do you get what I mean? So or you auntie show, or, or auntie uncle. Or uncle yeah. You show respect because yeah. of the age in which the person has and the authority the person has over you. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, the, the question that was on the back of that was, I think the first statement he made is that, we ought to obey our spiritual leaders, leaders right? Yeah. How do you decide that this person is my spiritual leader? Is every single man of God your spiritual leader or is it to do with the local church in which you were bad? Before I finish that, I'm thinking of a personal experience with someone close to me. So they, when we were in Ghana, they have a man of God who I, I think brought them to the faith. Mm-hmm. So she holds that person in high regard. Mm-hmm. Do you get me? Mm-hmm. Now she then we've obviously left Ghana. We now live in the UK, and ever since she's been going to different churches, she has had what we would call other spiritual leaders, okay. so the men of God. Yeah. But I noticed time and time again that for her personally, her spiritual leader, if she needs anything like major, it's she's still... more likely him that he'll speak to. Do yeah. You get me? Yeah. So I suppose yeah, that's where the question is coming. Can every man of God be a spiritual leader? be your spiritual leader or is it specific to your local church and what happens if you don't have a local church i think not every can be your spiritual leader okay. but every that adhere to scripture are spiritual leaders so the reason why i say that that way is because your personal spiritual leader is the head of your local church okay that's your personal spiritual leader or someone in whom you've given authority to speak on your life personally mm. right but if I was to go to another church mm. and there's a pastor there, I respect what he says. I believe he's biblical. I believe he's, he's adhering to scripture. I'm going to respect him just like the one in whom is my personal leader because mm. God has put him there and he's acting on behalf of God. So I have to show that respect. Okay. Now, the bit where it may be a bit harder is the obedience part because obviously he's not my, he doesn't have, um, he's not whom I have chosen, mm. right? But if it's, to be fair, I, I can't imagine a direction that is so specific onto me that mm. I would be so adherent or re- repulsive to follow if mm. it's another church that I'm new to. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Because if you so go to as a new in like, church, if you go to a new church or yeah. you encounter someone who's not your personal spiritual leader mm-hmm. and that person gives you a directive, whether yeah. in life or 
Yeah, I don't think it's going to be anything crazy, though, because he doesn't know me unless he has a prophecy okay. for me. Do you yeah. get what I mean? Unless he has something specific. but Because sometimes you get it, you know, like, without getting too much into prophecies, you mm. might have, especially in black churches where we get like a guest minister to come through mm-hmm. and the guest minister might just pray preach whatever mm-hmm. but then sometimes they seem to have specific prophecies to specific yeah but i'm remembering something that's why i'm smiling because somebody said i should drop all of my money in my account like in my wallet yeah i went to a church i won't say the name okay um and uh, it was supposed to be a prayer retreat mm. or a prayer night yeah mm. and in the prayer the yeah. Lord revealed unto this man that according guest to minister, him, guest minister, he's or? a guest minister. Okay. But he, he, the church invited him, obviously, so okay. it wasn't my church. But anyways, <laughs> just had to caveat, yeah. yeah, put that caveat there. Uh, apparently, the Lord revealed to him that everybody in the in the room mm. should drop all the money in their pockets and put it on the altar. But that was God's command for everyone. Oh, okay. And then the Lord revealed to him also that you are to sow a seed tonight. Oh, okay. So if you want a special blessing. Yeah. You were to drop 50 pounds check. Mm. And after you drop the 50 pounds check, you can go and talk to him personally. Oh. To receive the word. So, sorry, sorry, sorry. So, prior to speaking to him, mm. you, so you can't speak to him unless you drop the 50 pound check? No, he didn't quite say you can't speak to him, but he says that you can speak to him when well, you, you drop the 50 pound check. So, you'll be guaranteed to speak to him if, if you, you drop, drop the 50 pound check. Oh. So, he said, if you have no money with you, don't worry, we have checkbook. Wow. See, this is what I'm saying, John. This right? is where it gets wild. Because, right, this is supposedly a man of God. Mm. Now, you and me, straight away, you can tell we're like, yeah, if he told, if we were there, he told, nah, I, ain't, nah. I ain't giving no, did you nah, give the money? I, I walked out. <laughs> I walked out. I called my dad. I was like, <laughs> I said, I'm in a church. I don't know why I, I came here. <laughs> like, daddy. preaching heresy. This is false, man. Hey, nah, nah, definitely not. Absolutely not. So this is what I'm saying then, Jen. How are mm. we, as Christians, as believers, rightly supposed to engage with these men of God? Because would you, like, from your experience in mm-hmm. speaking to, or being under that person's administration, would you class that person as a false prophet or as a false teacher? Or, like, what would you... I wouldn't be so quick to place a judgment of false okay. prophet onto him. Okay. That's he cool. may be misled. Okay. I don't okay. know his heart. I would definitely say I would put I would say to those around him, yeah, I have caution. Like mm. I'm I'm cautious of this man. I'm okay. cautious of his message. Okay. Right? If he was a man in my church, yeah, I would go to the degree of speaking to my pastor mm. and saying that man we invited, we need to talk to him. Mm. Or we need to correct what he said to the congregation. Mm. And if nothing is done, I will write a letter mm. with respect mm. to say, I believe what was done was not biblical. But here's the thing, John. A lot of people watching might turn around and say, well, you're mm-hmm. not being obedient or submissive based on the Hebrews that you opened. Yeah, with. but his actions were on, was not biblical. But the way it's sinful, he was saying that, you know, God has given him a directive mm-hmm. that everyone in the church mm-hmm. should do X, Y, and Z. Now, the mm-hmm. thing is, people will look through scripture mm-hmm. and use that same argument. Yeah, but, okay, so this is the thing. So this is why it's important to understand, to know the word, and be filled with the word. Mm. So in scripture, this is one of the things about knowing false prophets, right? Yeah. In scripture, when Paul talks about a public prophecy yeah. that is given in the church, in 1 Corinthians, I believe it's chapter 14, similar to where he was talking about the tongues, right? Yeah. He says that the prophecy, there needs to be one who verifies. 
Mm. Nobody okay. verified with you. There was no verification. <laughs> My spirit definitely didn't verify with you. <laughs> but was that your spirit or was that your um, hardness of heart? Yeah, I, I can't, I, you can argue that. Because, you um, know, maybe you just didn't have the money to fit the band to give to <laughs> it. No, okay, to be fair, I was broke. <laughs> I was at university. See? This is the first year. I was broke. Like, guy. John, I feel like this gives a whole different spin to the story. I can't, I can't put <laughs> no, it back no, no, here. No, 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 no. Don't worry. If I had money, I'm still not doing it. Okay. But I was broke. So, obviously, if someone wants to make that argument, I don't want to make it seem like, though, I had loads of money and, you know, <laughs> no, 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 I was broke. <laughs> so, you had no money and that's why you were vexed. At that point. And that's why you called your daddy. At that point, I was in minuses. Okay. Yeah. So, you were like, mm, mm, mm. Yeah. God won't tell you to do that because he knows my... No, nah, to be honest, the moment, the, let me tell you the moment, let me tell you the moment I, I realized this guy was not correct. Yeah. Well, Lord. Anyways... <laughs> I thought this guy was not correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was when he said, "Do you believe God can do anything for you?" And of course, I was like, "Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that. of course." Then he went to a guy who is, who is suffering from boldness, and he said, "Do you believe God can bring your hair back?" Sorry, I thought you said boldness. I'm bold. No, bold. I was like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Um, <laughs> he said. <laughs> I'll take off the cap. Let the people see. <laughs> He said, yeah. God can bring your hair back. Okay. And for me, it was giving me, it was giving me TV Joshua vibes, basically. Mm. Do you get what I mean? It was giving mm. me, your gospel yeah. is all about me. When the gospel... So you say me as in them, the minister? Yeah, 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 yeah. About us as human beings. When the gospel, okay. I think, is best explained when you are focused on Christ and what he has done. Yeah. Rather okay. than what I can receive in terms of monetary gain, yeah. prosperity, yeah. all those sort of things. Yeah. Because I think that that's the problem we have today, mm. right? And I think it's hard for sometimes for people to see this. But if you if you go to a congregation yeah. and you see the man of God is heavily focused upon what you gain, how God can serve you. Yeah. When really the focus should be God has served us. He has loved us mm -hmm. already. He has died on the cross for us, yeah. right? And now how can we serve him? Okay. That should really be the focus. Yeah. Because of what God has done for me, I want to be a temple response. unto him yes, yes, to yes. worship him. Yeah, 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 but yeah. if the focus is all about what I can receive from God, mm. there's a problem there. And you know what? As you say that, I'm thinking of... Um, so you know in John, where, well, in the Gospels, where Jesus had fed... Was it the 5,000, I think? Mm -hmm. And then after feeding them, they came looking after them the next day. I think it might be John 6 somewhere. Um and no, actually, maybe not John said. Let me let me find it. But basically, yeah, Jesus fed the people. Mm -hmm. After feeding the people, obviously, I think the next day they must have been hungry again. Mm -hmm. So they came after them, and Jesus turned around and said to them, "Listen, you guys didn't come because you were looking for me, mm. but you came so that your bellies may be filled." That's it. And then he went on to talk about him being the living bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was an element there where the people obviously weren't looking for the gospel. No. They weren't looking for the right things. They were looking for material gain, not yeah. spiritual gain. Yeah. So then, obviously, in that sense, there's a responsibility of the people who aren't desiring God, basically, mm -hmm. but rather desiring what God can give. So mm. in that sense, who's to blame? Or is there anyone to blame? Are we blaming both the prophet or the man of God who is exploiting that? 
that need that well, the people have? Well, I think or? everyone has the blame onto themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone has some... You're right, it's John chapter 6. Yeah. And the bit you're referring to is um, where it's uh, from 20, verse 25, 25. onwards. Okay. Um, so after he's done the miracle, yeah. Christ makes it clear. He says... Um, uh, Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill, right? And I think this lead, leads to why some people Do 27 be, just for the people, I think. 27, okay. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you, for on him God the Father has placed his seal of Amen. approval. Right? Do not work <laughs> for the food that perishes. That's it. Mm-mm-mm. Mm. But That's nah, it. let me stop. Let me stop. But <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's it's like other verses where it talks about you know, uh, uh, um, he who he who seeks to save his life shall lose it. True. Okay. And I think the mentality of a lot of people when they come to Christianity sometimes can be a poor one, because mm. people think I'm coming to God for what He can do to, for me in this life. Okay. Forgetting that the main message is that I'm coming to God mm. because of what He can do for me in eternity. Yeah. Meaning that I am in a state of enmity with my Creator. Mm-hmm. And I need to become a friend. Mm. And only when I believe in Christ do I become that friend yeah. with my creator. Yeah. So when we talk about people like T.B. Joshua, when you yeah. watch the documentary, you will see that there were a lot of people who were going to him, yes, because they were seeing signs of healing. They were seeing okay. you know, crippled people yeah. walking again, cancerous cells removing, although all of it was fake. Now, you've got to use, got to be smart here. Um but obviously, you can't blame but them. Wait, sorry. When, when you're in a say, desperate when you state, say, when you say you got to be smart here, mm. are you saying as in those miracles can happen, or are you saying in his specific situation? In his situation, I believe okay. miracles can still happen. Okay. I, I, I believe I have I have personal testimony of miracles happening. Okay, fair right. Play. But I also understand that when we look in the New Testament and in the Old Testament, yeah. there were those who were not with God mm. that were doing things that looked like miracles. They were doing signs and wonders. Doing signs and wonders. The Egyptian magicians. Hey. Moses did Tear, his thing. Turned into snake. He turned them into snake. They did their thing too. Uh, you know what I mean? We even see, uh, what's this man's name uh, 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 in the New Testament that was following um, Philip around? Because Philip was doing miracles, I don't know, right? Same. I think it was somewhere. I can't remember exactly mm. his name. Um, and then he came to Christ, mm. and then when he saw the gifts of the Holy Spirit, Simon is his name Simon. No, 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 no. I'm, I, it might be Simon. I think it was Simon. Amongst you, yeah. He had like a different kind of spirit. Yeah, yeah. He was doing some sort of magic before, yeah. and people were following him because of the signs and wonders. So you see, people are always following signs and wonders. So you need to be smart in understanding that some of these things are fake. Mm. Some of these things could be the power of the enemy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So signs and wonders should not be our Measuring litmus stick. test for a spiritual man, or should I say a godly man? Because it could be spiritual, but <laughs> unto the spirit of the devil. So it depends. <laughs> That's how you be having people talking about third eye. <laughs> obviously so essentially there are people who there are, there are diabolical powers separate yeah. from that of god yeah do you get what i'm trying to say so it's the test i think yeah. should be things of is their theology correct mm. and if their theology is correct does it show good fruit in their personal lives okay right and then also prayer for discerning spirit so all of that is not about what I can gain from this man mm. in terms of earthly things. Mm. It's what can I gain from this man in terms of spiritual things. Now, the sad thing about the TB Joshua um, situation is that there were some mm. in their testimony that wanted to be better human beings. 
They wanted to be more loving. One person wanted to remove were searching. Were they seeking Christ or were they just seeking... <sighs> they were seeking the good things that we are told to seek after. But I don't know if they were specifically seeking Christ. Okay, so to and be I think a that good moral standard. Yeah, they, wanted a good, they wanted to live morally, yeah. right? And it is sad when you see things like that because obviously that to me is somewhat good. Do you get mm. what I mean? You, you are seeking the good things. But unfortunately, you have encountered this charlatan. Yeah. Which is, you know... TB Joshua. And I'll say that confidently because what he has said, what he has done, mm. and the practice in which he had dictates very clearly that this is the kind of man in which we should publicly mm. say this is one to avoid. Okay. So on that, mm -hmm. because you call them a charlatan, mm. and I think that's um, some people will take offense to that. Because again, here's where for me, mm. as Christians, we we want to be united, mm -hmm. right? When something like what the documentary on TV Joshua comes out, mm -hmm. you always get a divide in the people, right? Mm -hmm. So you always get the Christians, a bit like yourself, who are mm -hmm. like, bruh, false prophet. That's it. Evidence and practice of his works show that he's a false prophet. Don't follow him, blah, blah, blah. But then you'll get the loyal followers who are like, nah, 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 this is all a scandal. You know, we've seen the miracles. We've seen that's why in Zed, um, he truly was a man of God, blah, 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 right? Mm hmm for me, it's like, how, as believers, do we attack this rightly? Mm -hmm. So how do we ensure that we're not disrespecting a person, mm -hmm. but at the same time, we're calling out a false prophet? Yes. Because scripture gives us room to do so. Yes. So have you, have you got any verses to back it? Because you call him Mashallah. <laughs> what, what would you use to back that? So the reason why I would say that is because you see from the documentary mm. and from his life that he was after his own gain and not after the, the gain of God, right? Wow. So if that is your purpose and that's your reason, that is a, it's a, it's a good description of you. This yeah. is not to be disrespectful. It's to be accurate as to what we can see that this man has done. Now, trust me, I'm not one to say this sort of thing for people who, are the, who I believe to be on the borderline. Do you get what I'm trying to say? In terms of yeah, certain preachers, I wouldn't prescribe for someone to listen to. But at the same time, yeah. I would not publicly say this man is a is charlatan or this man yeah. is a false prophet yeah. because I don't have enough evidence for that. This is a situation where a man allowed for more than 100 people to die in a building that he, const he was in, in charge of construction that they advised do not construct any more levels in this building. Otherwise, wow. the structural stability can be compromised. Wow. And you continue to do that. And when the, 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 the scenario actually happened, there is evidence to show that you prevented emergency services from coming in because you wanted to hide the secrets of how this was done. Wow. You went ahead to try to pay off families who wanted to be public and asked for what is the reason for this. Really? Guy, when this I say this is all yeah. part of the documentary, wow. this guy, this man has done a great evil. Mm. And I think it would be unfortunate for us because of Christian preservation of imagery yeah. to not say there was a failure on our end. That well, we allow for this man yeah. with the amount of followers he had. Yeah. And I've got to say this. Now, this is not me. It's, so, it's somewhat of a judgment. I'm sorry. Um, so, I am disappointed yeah. that this man was able to move for as long as he did because there are other powerful leaders in that country of Nigeria that could have spoken about this man earlier. Mm. But unfortunately, the consequences are what the consequences are for silence. There mm. are times to speak, and we know the apostles did so. 
Mm. Christ did so with the Pharisees. When you see error, you say it as it is. Mm. <sighs> tough, John. Tough. You, you, you really, you really, um, Guy, I'm you waked up about this. Nah, people suffered. Mm. People suffered unnecessarily. And the name of God was was not proclaimed accurately. And now it has ruined the image. People have, mm. you know when people say church hurt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's deep, you know? Because some people will, as a consequence, walk away from the faith and blame that scenario. They will blame that scenario. Now, onto those people, I do hope that they were able to recognize that one man's sin does not, one man's actions mm -hmm. is not a judgment of God. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. In fact, it's to show you why you need God more because yeah. you're a man too. Mm. So just as he was able to do such things, mm. the evil we are capable of without the spirit of God in us, mm. without the mercy of God in us, is significant. Can I can I read some scripture, John, to, to back what you're saying, right? Because I feel like, so in First Timothy again, Paul, Paul, guys, listen, spend some time on Paul's epistles, right? Mm. He does a really good job, okay? But from verse, in chapter six, from verse, from the end of verse two, he says, teach and urge these things, if anyone teaches a different doctrine and does not agree with the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ and the teaching that accords with godliness, he is puffed up with conceit and understands nothing. He has an unhealthy craving for the controversy and for the quarrels about words, which produce envy, dissension, slander, evil suspicions, and constant friction among people who are depraved in mind mm. and depraved of the truth imagining that godliness is a means of gain mm -hmm. hey yeah but godliness with contentment is great gain for we brought nothing into the world and we cannot take anything out of the world but if we have food and clothing with these we will be content but those who desire to be rich fall into temptation into mm -hmm. a snare mm -hmm. Into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evils. Mm. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. Mm. Now, this is not Bible study, so we're not really going to delve into it like that. But I feel like it's quite clear from what Paul's written there. A lot of what he's written about sort of fits the description See of... Seeing reality. Yeah. Seeing reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm. it sounds like, obviously, if it's from a place of just monetary gain, mm. he's committed all... It's it's the root of all kinds of evils, That's like it. you're talking about. Yeah. Which is, like you say, it's a great shame because then now the faith is sort of smeared mm -hmm. and people look at Christianity and if their reference point to Christianity was anything to relate into T.B. Joshua and his ministry, yeah. they think... That's what Christianity is about. It's not. And it's not. Mm -hmm. Do you get me? Again, in Romans, Paul talks about, you know, um, it's because of you that the unbelievers look inside and basically criticize God. Yeah. Paraphrasing yeah. there. Go yeah. look it up. Yeah. But it's not right. Do you get me? So how, how for us who are believers, okay, like you said, the people in power, the powerful people should have said something. Yeah. They didn't. What about just the everyday Christian? Would they supposed to say something study 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 read the word of god it's so simple but it's so hard to do to apply okay you know what i mean like it's simple but it's hard study the word of god for yourself 
mm. and let that be what directs your decisions. It should not be because the preaching is powerful in terms yeah. of, oh, it's touched my heart, yeah. goosebumps. No, test, test it. Yeah. Beyonce can touch your hearts and give you goosebumps. Doesn't mean you should not be following her advice. But here's the thing, John. Here's the thing, right? And pray. Because you mentioned that, yes, we ought to be like the Bering Christians, yeah. test every spirit. Mm. But what happens to the Christian who finds salvation through a a minister who maybe at the time didn't know God and was preaching the right gospel? Mm-hmm. Um, so that person came to faith. Um, they may not have been discipled properly okay. or effectively. Um, has always been under the administration of said person. And then for whatever reason, obviously said person... Scandal comes out, they fall away. For that Christian, their skills, their discipleship has always been under that leadership, even if that leadership was wrong in how they taught them to discern the word. Yeah. So therefore, how are they supposed to discern the word? Because they don't know any better. That's true. I think we are lucky in our day and age in the fact that we have social media. Okay. To a certain degree. Is that look really? You know? It depends Depends how it comes on to you. Mm. Um, so, for example, a podcast like this, we're always going to encourage you. Yeah. Study the word for yourself. Yeah. Don't Test just take what, what we we're say saying. We might as be value. wrong. You know what I mean? You know. We're growing in we're, our faith. We're aiming to perceive the truth, to proclaim the truth from scripture. Yes. But like we said in the first episode, the intro, that our interpretation could be incorrect. Yes. Right? We don't think it is. <laughs> At least but it yet. could oh, be, me, right? Least, and it's yeah. for you to test that, right? Mm-hmm. But obviously, so back to your question. You know, they, they may be lucky in the fact that they may, in their pursuit of Christ, yeah, they come across videos which they start to recognize that, oh, these people are, are really, you know, breaking down the verse, yeah. you know? I mean, for us, we would say a lot of our growth probably maybe came not to necessarily the fault of the church. We don't talk about that at this point. But, you know, came through our personal, you know, intri- intrigue about different topics. Yeah. And we're like, okay, let me study this for myself. Okay. Right? Let me go into the history of that. So hopefully that person is guided that way. And I believe God is faithful to his children. Yeah. Right? But for that person, I, I, I'm not too sure, to be honest, because you just have to hope that they are able to see something other than what they were exposed to at the very beginning. And you have to hope that when they read scripture and they hear about the brilliant Christians, they think, oh, wait. So I'm told to investigate. I'm told to test. This is why, again, when you're studying scripture, please do not do verse jumping. But this Don't is what jump I'm, verses. But being the exact point. So mm-hmm. personally for me, John, for the longest time, again, not until I found my current church, mm-hmm. I don't believe I was equipped fully or properly to actually engage with the word. Okay. So obviously... I've heard about biblical hermeneutics. Mm-hmm. I've heard about different ways of studying the word, ensuring that if I'm reading a book, I read the book, get an overview. Yeah. So that then when I read individual verses, like you're talking about, mm-hmm. I'm reading them within context. Yes. Not many, a huge majority of Christians don't know those basic things, right? Yes. So, and, and the word of God can be manipulated. Oh, massively. To, you know, say the devil, one the devil used it to try and tempt Christ. Exactly. 
Do you so, know what I mean? Of course, yeah. So therefore, and how are you? And if the devil can use it so well, so we hey. know the devil knows the word. Hey. He can employ agents who know the word and know how to manipulate the word mm-hmm. to therefore mm-hmm. get Christians. What are they supposed to do? Are we just supposed to pray? I, I, I think this is why we 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 need to take it very seriously to try and proclaim the truth. No, and we have to remember the truth needs to proclaim to all those who do not know it, mm. right, accurately. Okay. So we do still have a, a responsibility. So when you go out evangelizing, I think one of the things that mis- people make a mistake of when they evangelize, right, is that we always try to go for the people who have never heard of Christianity before. Yeah. Right, or they don't really know the gospel. Yeah. Yes, of course, we need to talk to them. Yeah. But we still need to talk to that Christian that might be walking by, mm. who doesn't know the true gospel in its, in its proper, total- in, its, in its totality, mm. who has a gospel that has some error. If you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Because some people know a bit of the gospel. Yeah. But they don't know the totality of the gospel. And God is merciful, of course, right? Because the main thing of the gospel is the faith element, believing in Christ. So they may have the faith element, but they don't necessarily understand what does that look like in the application. They haven't looked at James, for example, where James talks about, I prove my faith by my works. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So there is that responsibility to us. It's a challenge to us who, by God's grace, have been guided to see that there is need for proper Bible study. Yeah. Right? theological study as well mm-hmm. to go and speak to others through the podcast through yeah. different means and encourage people that regardless of what you've been told which may be correct mm. but always have the mindset of let me test this and check yeah. it i think one thing i'd say as well to not just us we mm. ought to pray for people um but even toward the believers out there pray for each other yeah because like you say even with the age of podcast and all this you know, um, mirage, what's the word I'm looking for? (laughs) Mirage, I don't know. But there's a lot of information. There's a lot of information out there. Mm. And not everyone is equipped with the skill to be able to discern. Do you get me? Yeah. Um, So you might find a lot of people who find a a good podcast or a bad podcast or a bad book, um, which says X, Y about the gospel, Mm. which is not necessarily true. Mm. And it could be a false gospel. Yeah. Let's pray for people. Let's pray for each other, man. So that, you know, we can find the word of God and rightly divide the scripture. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's just, let's pray for people, man. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Pray for people. Um, But I think we should call it a day there, John. Maybe come back with a part two because we delved into a little bit about how we ought to relate to men of God. Yeah. Talked a lot about, you know, TV Joshua and... There's a lot more that could be said, but yeah. (laughs) And the documentary. Yeah. We'll come back with part two. I'll let you get the rest off your chest because I can tell. We're not going to have the time for me to get off what's on my chest (laughs) with that man. But you know, I think what we should definitely, we will discuss more as to how, you know, how did it happen in order to identify how to prevent it from happening in the future. Okay. Right. Um, And uh, maybe also what our response should be moving forward. Like we've gone into that a little bit, but what our response should be more specifically moving forward. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Thanks for tuning in, guys. And and thanks for tuning in. And until next time, (laughs) see you again. (laughs) Peace out. Can't get nothing right. I love that that happens. You know what? (laughs) It's the same, it's the same, it's the same, it's the same.